New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 131. Uh, I was just thinking the other day about how I haven't really been doing my podcast very regularly. What What's really happening is I haven't really... Um, the same topics that kept me going for the first two years, where I, or however many years it's been, it's actually been about five years, but it's only been about 130 episodes total. Um, I'll just... And I know I repeated myself a lot, but I almost feel like I've said everything. And um, because it's the same stuff over and over again, it's welfareism, it's single-issue campaigning, it's all that stuff. And I could just do a podcast talking about my daily experiences, like at work and stuff, but I don't really want to talk about my personal experiences all the time. I know that I sort of did in the beginning and stuff, but basically I guess you could say... I've used the therapy of my podcast has helped heaps. I don't think I'm really going to continue that much unless something compelling makes me want to do an episode, but it's not going to be as often because I've just basically said everything. Nothing's changed really, except that there's this growing abolitionist movement, which is fantastic. But that's being documented and that's you can see the evidence of that even over the last five years of my podcast. But today, I was, I am inspired to do a podcast today because something did happen. I'm trying to speak quietly so I don't wake up my neighbor because it's like one o'clock in the morning. This is what happens. It's like I'll be sitting in front of my computer and then I'm just like, oh, I have to do a podcast. And it, it isn't, it is therapy as well, but it's, um, it's uh, also because I do hope they're useful in some way. So, um, what I wanted to talk about was this really hopeful. Um, hopeful things that have happened the the amazing difference that I've noticed on the street you know in real life doing my vegan stall and just just the fact that it's really happening because it just has to be because for example the other day like basically when I first started doing my stall nobody I didn't meet any other vegans I don't even remember how long it took before I met another vegan when I was doing my stall. Like, and I'm talking like I'm doing my stall and somebody walks past and they're vegan. Now, disclaimer there, it it could be because in the beginning, I didn't have the word vegan displayed at my stall. I had like um, things like I had the peaceful prairie photos of the calves and the cow saying, how do you say don't kill me, should anybody have to? And then there is go there is vegan on the information I had, there was the word vegan, but I didn't have a sign saying this is about veganism. People would come up and I had abolitionist everywhere because I was all about that. But then I realized this is when I was new and I was new to the movement and I didn't realize how veganism had been being oppressed oppressed and suppressed by the animal movement and once I realized that and how bad it was that's when I was like right we need to get that word out there we need to correct all the misinformation and we need to get that word out there and make it mean what it really means and um, so I started putting the word vegan so maybe that has something to do it but I've had the word vegan for quite a while I think I did that I'd have to go back in my history but I'm pretty sure I had it at least for the last two two years or three maybe but um even with the animal photos like the the photos from peaceful prairie and stuff like that um uh uh i um 
I can't even remember, but I, I think the first time I ever met a vegan at my store, it was like, I don't remember when it was, and I don't remember what they looked like, I don't remember if they were a man or a woman, I just remember, I was like, oh my gosh, you're vegan, wow, this is so great, I felt so amazing, because I didn't hardly know, I mean, I knew other vegans in Auckland, but I didn't have any friendship with them, because I'd had great big fight with them all, <laughs> and um, because they're all welfareists, new welfareists, and um, apart from William, of course, and I was doing the stall with William, but um, before I was doing the stall with William, when I was by myself, I think I did finally meet a vegan, and I was like, oh my gosh, wow, you know, because I thought, woo, you're walking down this, you know, you're in the middle of the street, you're not at a vegan event, you're not at a you're not at a protest, you're not at a at an animal or anything, and then you meet another vegan, and I don't know if you know what that's like, um, a lot of people listening might be in a town where there's heaps of vegans everywhere, and there's heaps of vegan signs, or restaurants, or whatever, but there are so many vegans in the world, and I know, because I've met some of them, lots of them, most of them, who live in a town where they feel like they're the only one, there's no vegan anything, except for maybe some options at the restaurant, and even then it's just a V, and you have to make sure that it is actually a vegan rather than vegetarian, you know, the word vegan is, but anyway, this is all changing, but anyway, so um, when I, when you meet one in those circumstances, when you're sitting there and you're a vegan, and the only vegans you know are doing all these non-vegan events, except for maybe a potluck, and that's just where they get together and eat, you know, it's like a dinner, I mean, that's not, I mean, what I'm saying is, when you meet your first vegan, when you're doing vegan advocacy in the street, a complete stranger in a non-vegan environment, in a totally non-vegan environment of the street, of your city or your town or whatever, it's really special and you're like, wow. Um, and, you know, I remember that being really, really special. And then I started to notice as the movement grew, it's really true. I'm not making this up. I am witnessing history being made by this movement and um, now and I meet so many other vegans now again a part of it might be because of the word but I'm telling you I always ask them so how long have you been vegan not as a challenge like uh, um, I want to compare we want to compare but as I'm doing a, my own little kind of research I'm a very informal researcher and I would never submit it as a paper or a proof I'm just telling you my experience and everybody's saying two years that seems to be the most common like if I was to have a little chart and I was organized I bet you the two-year column would be the prominent one for some reason it started to take off a couple of years ago there are some who say four years five years one year there are plenty who are saying just a few months but it seems to be like two years seems to be quite a common one so um, so the other day was the most vegans we'd ever met in one day and um, and I was so used to meeting so many vegans now more and more that I was with a new person who had said they were we actually ran into them they actually were just in the city as a vegan and they're into abolition they've read um, some of Gary's Francione's work and they're like yes this makes sense to me and they knew about the creative nonviolent vegan education part of the work which a lot of people seem to miss they say it's just theory and you don't have any actions you don't have any plans you don't suggest anything and we're just like I mean what are you, what are you supposed to say <laughs> we're just like yes we do but anyway um, so this person knew about it and said hey are you the abolitionist is this a vegan abolitionist or? and we said yeah and, they, and, and he said oh my gosh I really want to come down and hang out now I've had that 
said to me so many times if I had a dollar for every time I have had people say I want to come down and do this and da 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 I could probably buy well maybe a decent dinner at a vegan options which are pretty overpriced here um so but he was serious and he came down and Jeff was gone because Jeff is overseas so it was going to be just me so it was quite fortuitous because when you get used to doing this doll with other people it's more of a it's not easy to go back to doing it by yourself I started out doing it by myself so I was used to it but it's when you do it with somebody else I mean for all kinds of reasons of course it's just better it's more fun you have a backup person you have somebody to talk to when there's nobody there you have somebody to bounce stuff off I mean there's so many reasons why at least two people doing it is like the way to go but do it by yourself in the beginning because then you will have other people joining you see you have to do it if you are able and you can do it you have to do it and you know what just make it a day out and just take a book or whatever just do what you need to do to make it happen if you I never was comfortable doing it remember remember that I was scared I was nervous I thought it was going to be a horrible experience I was trembling um, and I felt awkward I felt exposed I felt um, a bit embarrassed and a bit you know um, you know I didn't like I felt like I was being the center of attention I didn't want I don't like being the center of attention but um, of course all that changed uh, change you know and um, and it turned out to be so great and so amazing and such a fantastic experience and in my mind I strongly strongly believe so effective um, that even when I was by myself even though I might not be as successful as other people in engaging I I still did it the best that I could you know and um, uh, and I learned a lot from the people who have helped, who have along the way, because there's some people who have come and gone who used to help me and who don't help me anymore. Um, but then, uh, yeah. So, gosh, I'm just rambling as usual. But anyway, um, this is going to be just a hopeful, just to let you know, you know. And um, and there's more and more of these stalls popping up all over the world. Not the usual, like no single issues. Real vegan education stalls. They're there's so many because once you do it and you really do it, a proper abolitionist one if you're versed on the theory and you know the you know you know the concepts and you moved away from welfare you've rejected welfare you know you see how incredible it is because it is the new way it's the radical way it's the way that people have never been talked to before never heard this stuff before and it makes so much sense and it's so consistent and there's no confusion and there's no betrayal and there's no um yeah i mean so you get hooked so you get hooked on it um and then the beautiful thing and i've spoken about this before because you see it but we saw it the other day um is that you are Especially if you live in a city like I do, where, like I said, things are changing rapidly. Um, there are some parts of the city where there's no, they don't, like, no vegan options in any of the restaurants at all. They tend to be the parts of the city where there's no fair trade coffee. This is what I've noticed. And I'm not just talking like the poorer parts of the city, you know, the oppressed parts of the city. Um, I'm talking very rich white areas of the city. There's one area where my mother lives, which is in the South Auckland area, um, and it's very white. 
um, and um, uh, old sort of English um, uh, and sort of uh, lots of immigrants there and but just also just New Zealand like you know like generations of New Zealanders and there's no fair trade coffee in any of the cafes and there's no vegan food in any of the cafes um, and then there's another place called Mount Eden and I went there the other day and I never go there it's just not somewhere I really go but it's this sort of you know, I guess you'd call it like a hipster place, I don't know, all these labels, but whatever, and no fair trade coffee, I mean, I tried, and we're talking like these really fancy, you know, fashionable, like, cafes, and, you know, everybody's all, you know, that's out in the sunshine, and having their lattes, and all the stuff, of course, none of it's vegan either, uh, you know, but there's no fair trade coffee, and I tend to see, to, I just, I don't know because I don't go out very much, but it seems to me that if there's where there's fair trade coffee, <laughs> there seems to be more likely to be vegan options. But anyway, I'm digressing again. But what I want to say is that um, it, despite there's you know large portions of the city where there aren't anything, there is more than there used to be five years ago, and I mean a lot more, and it's happening, and it's happening, and it's happening, and it is happening live, it is happening daily, it is a movement, it is a grassroots movement, it's very, very small, but just the word, look, veganism is being discussed now, now it's being discussed in amazing ways, it's part of the dialogue now, it's being discussed negatively, it's being dis miscommunicated, it's being misrepresented, There's, it's being confused, you know, in a confused way, but it's being discussed, it's, it's being talked about, it's out there in the public dialogue now, and it's going to stay there, okay, if you don't think it is, then I don't know what to tell you, because it is here to stay, and it's going to get more. Anybody who's paying even the slightest bit of attention has to know that. And um, I give full credit <laughs> to the abolitionist approach and the vegan movement that sort of began with the launch of Gary Francione's website and his emergence as, you know, from the under the carpet where he was swept by the animal movement when he started to criticize them, but before there was internet and before he could be independently promoted without having to rely on them at their events and blah 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 and um, I am a living witness and I know others are now look I know there are people who've been out there doing vegan education unequivocal vegan education for decades and you know I'm really sorry that it's taken this long for a movement to get behind and do it too and you must be frustrated too and, you know, there are people who are, like, rolling their eyes saying, yeah, we've already seen this happen in our country. I mean, I'm sure there are people in England who are rolling their eyes saying, yeah, we didn't have to have anything vegan in England, and now look at us. Well, excuse me, I'm really sorry, but we don't have that experience in New Zealand, and we're having it, and allow us to please enjoy it, okay? Because it's we're behind you in the time frame, but it's happening, and it's very exciting. Um, and, you know, we've all got a long way to go, a long way to go anyway. So, um, but I have noticed that it's just everywhere, and, and I know that my family has as well, because they, um, you know, when I moved back here in 2008, there was, like I said, there was, there was this, um, a, um, there was a, there was a vegan store here, which was to me so unique, because in a city where there was just no mention of the word vegan, but it was run by SAFE, who's the animal welfare, and it was basically a place for them to make money, um, it 
when I first walked in, whoever managed the store, it wasn't actually uh, vegan because there was items in there with honey, if I remember rightly. Um, it wasn't called the vegan store. It was called the cruelty-free shop. It's always been called the cruelty-free shop. It's never been called the vegan store. I call it the vegan store to tell people there's, we've actually got a vegan store, believe it or not. like they, It's hard to believe because this you know there's vegan stores in other places but in any way it's it's um very overpriced but it exists and it's always like it's been there since I got so when I first got back to New Zealand I found out there was an actual physical store that you could walk in that was vegan and like I said I found out it wasn't actually in vegan because of what a couple of products they had but it is now and it did go soon after I think but you know when I found that out I thought oh wow you know because I'd come from New York City and I'd only been vegan for a couple of months there and there was like a I remember I walked in there's a vegan shoe store and stuff like that so I was like oh wow so Auckland's just like New York no um not at all <laughs> um, but it's it's slowly 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 happening so I know that in other places in the world it might be but I know that in other places in the world it still isn't you know like for example the other day at the store where I said like I said we met so many vegans in one day um, probably more than I've ever met and um, they um, some of them a couple of them were so so funny so you get we get a vegan from France and she says I'm from France there's no vegans in my country it's really resistant to veganism um, and I'm like oh I meet French vegans all the time I'm like I meet French vegans all the time so I know there are vegans in France and I actually told her there's a movement there's a website that's being that I was like there's, there's, we've got a pamphlet that's been translated by these abolitionist vegans in France who are doing the movement in France but the problem is when you've only got five people doing it in the whole flipping country like here in New Zealand yeah I mean what do you expect I mean it's, they're going to do as much work as five people can do you know they can't do it on their own um, but um, so um, but there was and then funnily enough so this 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 lovely girl's like I'm um, you know, I've I've gone vegan. She was a recent vegan. I'm telling you, it's all these recent vegans. Now, the disclaimer about that is that many of them, I don't grill them too much and say, well, you know, do you know about honey? Do you know about, you know, because I, I don't go there. But um, I have to be honest and say that people are saying they're vegan when they're not. But generally, they'll give it away, like if they're a serious vegan. You know what I mean? Like if they actually, oh, serious vegan, that's a bad way. To, if they're actually vegan, you know, not just saying it. Um, but I do... I do try to find out um, if they actually are vegan, but mostly if they say they're vegan, we say, yeah, you're vegan, that's great, you know, um, if they betray the fact that they're not, then we address it then, we don't sort of interrogate them when they first come up, maybe we should be, I don't know, um, this is the sort of positive part of doing the store though, so anyway, this, this girl was talking and she's, um, and um, she said, right, you know, there's nobody in France and la la la. I said, well, I meet, we meet French vegans. And then like literally like within an hour or less, another woman came up, a girl, young, young woman, um, I should say. And she was vegan and French, you know, and I said, and she's like, there's no vegan. And I said, we just met a vegan from France. She's right here. She's right around here. And she's like, where? And I was like, you know, she's right here. She just went over there. So um, it was quite funny. But we do meet a lot of vegans from overseas. But we meet more and more vegans, um, local vegans. And I've talked about this in the store before. I started to notice it, like, whenever I started talking about it. Because I can't keep track of time. But it was whatever, a year ago, two years ago, where people would be coming up, and instead of saying, what's vegan, you know, 
um, they would be like, hey, so my cousin's just gone vegan, or my daughter wants to go vegan, or my daughter's gone vegan, or, you know, my brother's vegan, and I was like, oh, this is where it is, and then, um, then we get all the, you know, we get the vegans running over as well. So it's really, really, really exciting, and I just want to really, really, really um, animate people because, um, you know, one of the things that somebody said to me, and I don't necessarily agree, when we said, you know, we're starting to meet more and more vegans at the store, they're like, oh, well, that's not really very good, you're, they hate this term, but they're like, you're preaching to the choir, and um, you're, um, we've had that said to us a few times. Where it's like, yeah, if you're just meeting vegans, or like, you know, they talk about online, like if you've got a Facebook page and everybody on there is vegan, then you're just preaching to the choir and you're not reaching non-vegans or whatever. I don't look at it that way because for one thing, we are part of the abolitionist movement, which only a minuscule amount of vegans are, but more new vegans are because it's the new vegans who are turning on to abolition because they have that option. And a lot of them are taking that option because it makes way more sense. It's the only one that makes any sense and they can see it. So especially a new vegan whose mind is, you know, clearer. Isn't that strange? Whose mind is clearer than a welfarist vegan who's been really invested in the new welfare system, (laughs) you know and have friends in it, and they've had relationships in it, and they've dedicated a lot of their time in it, and yeah, 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 you know the story. So, um, so I don't agree that it's, it's a bad thing to have all these vegans coming up. First of all, you talk to them about abolition, and you say, this, they're like, this is so great, what you're doing, and, um, and I say, this is what, abolitionist movement is you see what you this you see this thing that you're praising and leaping up and down about and being so excited about this is what um you know the abolitionist movement is all about so you're seeing it in action so you know uh, even if they are welfareist then they have to stop and think about it because they're like oh wait a minute you know what i mean um but um, so they're they're seeing they're seeing that, and then we say this is what we're doing, and they always like lots of people ask if we're an organisation. We say no, we're grassroots. We just do this the best we can, and we don't have an organisation. We don't want an organisation. We want grassroots. Sorry, I'm just yawning. Grassroots has to be organised, but it can't. It it's and there has to be groups of people, but it's not a group or an organisation as such. Um, so that's what's really, really cool. So first of all, you get these vegans and they're off the internet and they might be away from all of their new welfarist friends and you can talk to them about abolition. So that's not a wasted opportunity. That's an education. That is just as important as educating non-vegans about veganism. And part of abolitionist, I mean, an integral part of it, sadly because of the way things are, is educating vegans about welfareism and abolition and the fact that there's a difference and you need to choose you have to choose one I'm sorry you can't choose both okay you can't for so many reasons that I've already gone over read Gary Francione's books read his blog listen to his debate with Eric Marcus you have to pick okay um so we give them the option we say hey, did you know about this you could be picking this you could be doing this and then this thing that you you know but then these same people might go up to a safe stall where they're collecting petitions for a shark finning thing or whatever, a rodeo stuff, and say, hey, you're doing, you know, so whatever. But um, anyway, but I still think it's important. So I don't care if I meet vegans, then I'm like, here's an opportunity to educate a vegan about abolitionist vegan advocacy, uncreative, nonviolent, unequivocal, and talk to them a little bit about welfare and la la la. Another really, really cool thing, which I noticed the other day, because 
I don't know what it was about the other day and maybe this is a sign of things to come or maybe it was because I had a new person at the stall and the universe was like we need to give this new person a really happy experience so they come back but um, we had met so many vegans we literally had one point where we were there and then we had a vegan there and then another vegan came up and then another vegan walked past okay one was French another one was I can't remember where and the other one was a New Zealander a local New Zealander all right and so there was five of us all together strangers I you know all of us all vegans in the street and we had our own little kind of oasis thing and and like I keep calling it an oasis because to me it is when you're walking down the street and you are surrounded by darkness of non-veganism and you see this because that's what they were saying and because we've got this lovely banner which has this big giant words on it well not big giant but you can see them from across the street they cannot believe their eyes and neither would I if I was five years ago walking down the street and I saw go vegan really big letters I would be running over too and so they come running over because they just it's almost like they can't it's like an anomaly because in the general still really sadly if you look at the big picture we're just this tiny little blip but at least we're there we're the blip that's there so it was a really powerful moment because we were a gathering and we were out in public and when people when a non-vegan walked up sometimes people walk up and say you know the weird thing that happens at this door is people will walk up to me and say are you vegan and I'm thinking why would I not be <laughs> you know why would I be doing this if I wasn't or what sense would it make for me to be standing here behind this table if I wasn't a vegan but they ask that and I think it's because they don't know what to say or it's just to open a conversation and you just go along with it and I never say of course I am dummy I'm like yes yes absolutely of course I, I do say of course but in the same way that um I say you know if people say to me is is that vegan I say yes of course it is you know like almost like it shouldn't be anything else you know what I mean but um but people come up and then I was like and this person's vegan and that person's vegan and that person's vegan like if there's a whole bunch of us just randomly and then the person looks around them and the cool thing is we all look different like we don't like there's weird all different shapes and sizes and skin colors um you know male and females um gay straight whatever and people see all the different so the stereotype can be broken right there in front of their very eyes and we all look really really healthy and vibrant <laughs> now don't get me wrong I meet non-vegans all the time who have beautiful shining skin they're very athletic looking you know don't get all you know don't don't lose sight of of reality you know what I mean when you're talking to people when you're doing the health thing and all that kind of stuff because yeah I do believe that um, it's important to talk about health and um, your own experience and also be, be honest and stuff and I know that health problems you know you can look on the surface really um, seemingly healthy and you can be very ill inside it or at least it's not manifesting yet but the bottom line is there are plenty of um, you know non-vegans who look amazing I mean we know this and um, myself my anecdotal experience is that I had acne my whole life adult acne but I almost wonder if I was also cigarettes because I've read that and I, I kind of quit smoking around the same time so maybe it was more cigarettes than animal products now I don't know maybe that's what it was but um, um, either way I when I went vegan my skin cleared up it actually took about a year um, so who knows but 
after I went vegan, I feel like my body just was purging all of the poison. Um, and maybe part of that was cigarettes as well. I wasn't smoking. I was still, I was couldn't quite quit smoking. And then I left New York and I was around people who never smoked. And then that was what the way that I could do it. But I've, I've met, you know, vegans who have acne and I've met non-vegans who have perfect skin. So I don't present it. You've got to be, you know, be careful. My experience is that my acne disappeared, but that's not, I just share that with people. I say, hey, I just have this experience, a positive experience. Plus, you know, I don't get colds anymore and all this stuff. But um, yeah, the good thing is, is that when you have these vegan stalls, I really urge you to do it. Now, if you are in a place where there's no... See, that's another thing. I'm like, when these people come over and say, oh, there's no other vegans where I live and stuff. I'm like, look, if you had been walking down the street in front of me, I would not have looked at you and said, there's a vegan. I wouldn't know. The only reason I know you're vegan is because you saw my sign and you came running over. Now, how do you know there's no vegans where you live? Do you talk to everybody where you live? If you live in a city where there is no vegan movement vegan movement where there are not very many vegan options anywhere there are probably vegans who are quite isolated and you have your group of friends but generally because we're pioneers in terms of the the abolitionist movement although there's vegans there's been vegans for you know really long time i mean the real pioneers were way back i mean there was even a poet written by an arab poet back in like something or other BC but what I'm saying is is that you would probably be surprised at how many vegans there are in your neighborhood if you set up a little table with the word vegan on it and just give it a go and see you might be seeing vegans that you didn't know were there it's worth a try right and it will give hope and it will give and it will give like power in a way to the movement because you're gathered on the street and people see it's not just one so it's all positive it's all all positive so sometimes when I meet a lot of vegans I'm thinking especially if they want a cupcake I'm thinking oh, I really want these cupcakes for the non-vegans <laughs> but then again you know I just give them a cupcake but some of the vegans are really cool they're like no 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 I can have a vegan cupcake whenever I want you need to give those to the non-vegans and I'm like thank you but other times they're like I, I still give the other ones a cupcake because I know what it's like to live in a city where there's just not very many vegan options for sale, like, you know, commercially, like in terms of food. So, of course, I'm going to give them a cupcake. They're walking down the street thinking, I would love to have a little something to eat or I want a treat. And then every store is like nothing um, unless they live in certain pocket neighborhoods or whatever. Although in the city in Auckland, there's so many more now. Um, oh, it's just so many more. Um, there's even, I just got somebody on my Facebook page who put that there's this restaurant that's got vegan nachos for under $10 and apparently the promise is they're going vegan, the restaurant is going to be, it's, it's a karaoke bar, sorry, it's a club, but they have vegan nachos and this is downtown Auckland and um, and they're going to have vegan food completely after Thursday, I don't know what the story is with Thursday, I don't know why it's not vegan now, but either way, I'm just like, okay, there you go, you see, but we've still got a long way to go, but the, what I'm just saying is like, if you do a vegan store, good things will come, I'm telling you, you'll meet vegans, you'll attract vegans, you'll give other vegans strength and hope, and you provide a little public service for other vegans, and um, you get to talk about veganism, all day long um, in, a, in an advocacy way 
because when the people come over to you they're prepared for that they know that's what they're going to get it's not like when you're at work and somebody just sort of makes a forgetful throwaway comment about like oh your salad looks good and all they're saying is the same thing they would have said to their other colleague whose salad looks good and then you're like oh well yeah it's a vegan salad and da 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 and then they're just like okay that's nice bye <laughs> you know I mean I mean maybe they'll st- go with it but what I'm saying is when you do a stall the whole point of you doing there is to advocate veganism and people know that so you get to do it all day long it's so cathartic okay and it's necessary and it works it's just positive all around now I know I know not everybody can do this but I'm just saying you know if you've been toying with the idea good things happen out of it Um, and you will meet vegans and you'll meet vegan travelers as well so people passing through and um, and then you get to sort of assure them well I just met somebody from France who's vegan so you're not the only one you know Um, so yeah so I just wanted to to sort of just I just sort of was bouncing off of that because we had such a great stall the other week in terms of the amount of vegans we met at the same time like they were sort of coming over randomly so we were so yeah and I think even when we were talking to the vegan the young woman from France the second young woman the first one had gone and then the young Kiwi guy um, then a, 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 a couple a, a man and a woman came up with their child and they were all vegan as well at the same time. And then they just wanted a cupcake for the child, which of course I said yes. And then they just took a cupcake and left. But I believe that all happened at the same time. I could be imagining things. But um, yeah, so, you know, if you can, it's it's um, it's really um, a, a positive thing to do. And you will actually start a movement. Like I feel like in Auckland, things are going to start happening eventually (laughs) in terms of vegan advocacy. We might even have the ability to start a reading group. I think reading groups are really important, Um, but I don't know how to run one, and I know that Andreas is is running one, but um, Andreas Manson, Manson, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, in um, Sweden... And there's Vera Cristofani in Brazil. And there's the International Vegan Association, of course, who do reading groups. They are based in the United States. They're originally the Boston Vegan Association, of course. The ones who were the inspiration for all of this in terms of showing me and other people who to, how to do a street stall. They were the ones that I saw their photo and said, Right, you just do exactly the same thing as everybody else, only it's pure veganism, um, you know, no no welfareism and stuff. So they, and they're the ones who had the free cookie with conversation, so they get a lot of credit, okay? Um, so yeah, but IVA, um, so Boston Vegan Association still exists, and they are a part of IVA, because they're going, you know, they want to be international in terms of education, obviously. Um, so they're still doing street stalls, the same kind of thing but they also run a reading group which is a global reading group um which you can sign on like to do like remotely like i think it's through the computer you know like you have a you know like you it's like a you know anybody around the world can do it and stuff like that i want to do a reading group like vera cristofani and andreas 
where it's you know where it's local I've always wanted to do that ever since I heard about some of the people who are doing the reading groups now for the IVA they've always done reading groups in Boston and I love the idea of a reading group but um, unfortunately you have to like teach like well not teach but you have to like read Peter Singer and heaps of species of stuff so I'm probably not the best person to facilitate a reading group um, because I'll just be ugh, vomiting but um Anyway, maybe we can even get something like that going here. Like, so I have some dreams, and I'd like to get an information night for the public that is a, a straight-up animal rights presentation, and I want to show Gary's videos. I want to show the theory of animal rights video. I want to show that. I don't know if it's going to resonate with other people the way... Well, it certainly is going to resonate with some other people the way it resonated with me. It might not resonate with all, but I really... I just want to do that so bad. I want to screen that video. Um, it's a slideshow. There's no music. It's just mostly words, and it's based on the introduction to animal rights. And as you all know, it. I mean, I'll link to it. But if you haven't watched it, just take 20 minutes. Even if you don't like to read or whatever, like if you don't like to like read a video, <laughs> it's, not, it's like a slideshow. There are some upsetting images. There are some beautiful images. The images are very effectively placed. There's not nothing unnecessary in there they are it's even I can watch it okay because that's such a powerful concept in the fight so I really want to do that but we'll see I mean actually at the stall I had two the two people the young French woman who lives in New Zealand and another that young Kiwi guy who seriously said I want to help but like I said that happens all the time <laughs> and I haven't had very much people actually come through on it so you never know but um, anyway, I think I've said enough. This really wanted to just share that, how it's just grown and the street store has become, you know, because I don't socialize very much at all for, uh, by choice, but this is the most socializing I do. My socializing is actually the street store. I meet so many interesting people, but it's, I get to talk about veganism with them unequivocally and, um, get to meet other vegans and, on my turf, so to speak, abolitionist turf, you know what I mean, where we're in face-to-face -face so things don't get ugly, because there are some people who support welfare who are going to argue with you or say the same things that just make me want to pull my hair out over and over and over again, um, and they do, you do meet them, and you have to sort of take a deep breath, and you have to just, I have to really watch it, because I still haven't quite managed to overcome my um, issues that I have when talking to um, welfare as vegans there I've been upfront about them f for a long time I'd like to think I'm getting better but I think what it is is I just avoid it more <laughs> I don't know if that's getting better or not um, but um, generally speaking it's a really positive experience because they're mostly just saying wow this is you're doing this stall and it's all about veganism and I'm like exactly <laughs> you should be doing one too. <laughs> so ideally, I want there to be more than one, or then I want there to be somebody who can do it if I'm sick or if I'm busy, because it's quite a responsibility sometimes. Because I know that if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. So like, then if I don't if if I don't do it and it doesn't get done, then I feel responsible. Like I've let, you know the animals down basically because I was busy or I can't do it every week because I just don't have the capacity to be honest 
Um, some people might. Some people are incredible. Some people have this endless energy and they are very organized with their time and I'm just not one of them, you know. But I do my best. But it would be nice if it didn't all rest on my shoulders. But um, that's all changing anyway. Um, so yeah, it's just such a positive thing to do. You might start out like I did, all alone, with people not even knowing what vegan is, and you feeling like a bit of a strange, um, you know, a bit embarrassed almost. Not embarrassed, but self-conscious, I certainly did. But that will pass, I'm telling you, it will pass, and you will gain more courage, and you will get very comfortable with having challenging face-to-face conversations about the moral personhood of animals and veganism and all these concepts that we want these people to take with them to their families to their friends to their groups of circles I want them to go and debate it you know with their friends and families hopefully I was we were able to give them the correct information so that they could debate it properly generally because it is so incredibly clear and simple uh, it's 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 simple but it's complex in in a way but in terms of the basic you know if you if you think that if you know that not if you are against animal cruelty you have to be vegan that's a simple concept um and the amount of people who say they're against animal cruelty is probably every single non-vegan who comes to the store so except for the moral relativists and the psychopaths there's very few of them yeah so just yeah, it's it's getting better and better. It's almost becoming a day out of it's beginning. It's becoming great. And then I think if we start to get like more vegans coming over, who um, do want to see and sort of stay there the whole day and see what it's like, then um, it it just it might grow. You know, it might even grow. Finally, start to grow. Um, in this country, so um, I'm just really excited about how where things are going, and it keeps me going, you know, and um, and it's my favorite thing to do still. Um, it takes a lot of work, and uh, sometimes you don't want to get up out of bed on your day off and get ready, and sometimes you don't want to make cupcakes when you come home on a Friday night after a long week of work but if you're lucky and you have a Sophie like I do you don't have to do that all the time because I have somebody and this is another thing about grassroots is that that helps me hugely Sophie makes cupcakes she buys the ingredients she refuses to let me give her money for that she is happy to spend her money to buy those ingredients she brings them over her and Michael and drops them off that is huge burden off of me when I get those cupcakes made and dropped off so um, things like that can be a amazing help Um, there's so much that you can do as a grassroots advocate that you can find your strength if you're not comfortable standing at the table and doing the talking and sitting there all day if you really cannot spend a whole weekend day because you have really severe, serious family obligations you might have a sick relative or you just might not be able to do it you can do things such as go and get the printing done and then drop that off I mean that takes time printing takes time um, 
so little things like that you know you could even just go and help set up and like there's I saw this one group in Scotland who are doing vegan information I don't know anything much about them at all but um, they posted a picture on my Facebook and they've got a tent like a gazebo that they put up in the middle of the square because it rains a lot there and I was like god if I could just find the sort of gumption to do that because I'm very easily intimidated by authority and manipulated by threats and things like that I just am I wish I wasn't but I'm like that I get quite easily intimidated um, and um, and, I'm, and I'm scared I'm too scared you know to like cause anything where I'm going to have to have conflict with authority you know so I'm just different I'm just that's the way I am I admit it I'd like to be different but I just have to admit my weaknesses um but in any way if I did get the gumption to set up a tent there um it would have to be in a slightly different place because otherwise I would get in trouble because I'd be blocking the whole entire sidewalk but if I did I would need people to help me for sure there's no way I could set that up by myself I can set up my table and everything by myself completely but I cannot do a tent I mean it's just too hard my tent is so cheap in fact I really need a new tent I really really do but anyway um these people inspired me and they're doing the stall in Scotland and it's from what I can tell it's unequivocal vegan education and it looks fantastic and I was just like wow that is so cool and I'll bet you bet you a million dollars that they have vegans anywhere in that city who spot it from across the street running unable to just believe their little vegan eyes it's a wonderful way to spend the day and um, I recommend just trying it you would just see how, and you'll be doing a public service for other vegans. <laughs> Not to mention standing up for the non-human victims who are languishing, and that doesn't even describe it. And we get to go out and have fun and eat cupcakes and all that stuff. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to martyr myself and go and cry and stand outside of a of a slaughterhouse and weep um, impot impotently that's not to me that's not the way I want to spend my time I want to go out there and be an unequivocal voice and um, and it is enjoyable but I was willing to do it even though I thought it wasn't going to be enjoyable because I thought it was going to be really really challenging um, and I was very trepidatious and it wasn't so um, if I can do it, little old me, who gets very self-conscious and very easily intimidated, doesn't seem that way on the internet and stuff, but it's all bravado. I get very trembly and I get very um, upset uh, when I'm fighting with people on the <laughs> internet. Um, but now that there's this big movement and there's a lot more people backing me up, I have people I can turn to and there are people who come and stick up for me and we stick up for each other, so that makes a big difference as well. But yeah, alright, I think I've said enough. So like I said, this podcast is kind of dying off because I'm not just going to repeat, repeat, repeat. It's all been said, um, unless something new happens that I think is worth sharing or some, you know, there's all kinds of things going on as usual in the animal movement in terms of um, just the usual 
load of rubbish. But um, uh, it's yeah. I just wanna. I just don't really think I'm gonna. I don't know. We'll see how my podcast goes, but um, I'm just not really. Yeah, I don't know. I just go with the flow. This was all very fluid and unplanned anyway, right from the beginning. So anyway, thank you for listening, if there's anybody still listening. Uh, And um, I really hope that this inspired you to, if you're in a position to do it, and if you live in a place where it would work, obviously if you're in the middle of nowhere, it's probably not really good, like where there's no foot traffic at all, there's no point setting up a table, you have to do something else. But um, if you're in a city... Just consider creating your own little vegan oasis for all those vegans walking down the street, as well as those non-vegans who need to hear hear this, what it's about. So thank you again for listening, and have a wonderful week, and um, I might be back.